Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This is the Michael K. Show podcast. Listen live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. The Michael K. Show. The Knicks this year, if you look at the record, yeah. against teams that are the top five or six teams in the NBA, the Knicks don't win many of those games. What the Knicks have done, and there's a lot of teams throughout NBA history that have ended up with 48, 49, 50 wins by beating every game the teams who you quote-unquote should beat. The Knicks have done a good job this season of taking care of those types of opponents. And at the end of the year, if they continue to do so, they're going to be right there at 47, 48, 49 wins. Knicks have a tough time against a lot of size and a lot of length. They also have a tough time against teams that are young and athletic and love to get up and down the floor. The Michael K Show on 98.7 ESPN. They also have a tough time against teams that are, what's the word I'm looking for here? Good <laughs> at playing basketball. Yeah, last night, man, I know you took exception to me phrasing it as a bad loss, but just the way it looked. 18 turnovers uh, to have Oklahoma City. What they have? 62 points in the paint. You were down by as many as 17 points. You look like the team that was on the second leg of, uh, yeah. of a back-to-back. Now, maybe yesterday I overrated it to some degree because Mike Breen, I-, I thought, did an excellent job pointing out what does it matter that a team with 25-year-olds, 25 and younger, um, playing on the second night of a back-to-back. They've got energy. They're not an older team, but... I just thought the Knicks would come out with more urgency and they would play better. It's not even just the loss, it's how it happened. And for RJ to not play well, um, Randall had his moments. The numbers looked better than I thought the game was, but all the turnovers, as I said, that just was not a good performance for the Knicks. You know, I've seen this from Randall before. He had one of those third quarters where I think he had about 11 or 13 points in the third quarter. And at a certain point, Randall gets into this rhythm where he uses his physicality and it looks like nobody on the other team can stop him. And you think, okay, why not just do this all the way through the rest of the game? But then, of course, the substitution patterns come into play. He dominates the third quarter. He usually comes out of the game early in the fourth quarter, his standard rest. Tom Thibodeau's very, and we've talked about the substitution patterns, and we can oh, continue man. that conversation, but he's pretty you know, regimented with how he staggers the minutes. And by the time he gets back on the floor for the final six or so minutes of the game, maybe he's lost some of his mojo. Speaking of uh, substitution patterns, I just thought it was a, a comically bad decision in that game last night where Emmanuel Quickly was, I think, inarguably one of your two best players on the floor. The fact that despite him having 22 points, four or five from downtown, four minutes left in the game, you take him out for R.J. Barrett, who had been struggling, and then we immediately saw it pay dividends in the, in the negative way. He throws the ball out of bounds. 
and and that killed the Knicks. He missed a wide open three, comes down and they try to trap SGA, and you leave Jalen Williams. Who, by the way, what a player that 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 kid is, Jalen Williams. He he's awesome, man. Late lottery pick last year out of Santa Clara was the runner up for rookie of the year last season behind Paolo Boncaro. Yeah, he he's awesome and it's sometimes overshadowed because SGA is so good and Chet obviously right now is the the front runner for rookie of the year over Wimby. They've got a lot of talent there. Jalen Williams, that that dude is he can be something special. RJ Barrett, not the only culprit turning the ball over last night. Knicks turned it over 18 times. The Thunder turned it over four times. Barrett was among the biggest culprits. He had five turnovers. So did Jalen Brunson. And Tom Thibodeau afterwards acknowledging that taking care of the basketball is a big problem. you got to eliminate all the ways in which you beat yourself first. So you're on the road. You, you know, we talk about the importance of your defense, your rebounding, and having low turnovers. Those three things put you in position to win. So, you know, I, I felt like we felt short with not taking care of the ball today. We played the cut earlier. Look, the substitution, four minutes left, Knicks down 113-106, taken quickly out for R.J. Barrett was... A curious decision. Mind-boggling. I'll say it. It's you okay. say mind-boggling. I'll say curious decision for Tom Thibodeau. We played the clip earlier of him answering the question, why make that move? Didn't really 100% address why he made that move at that moment. Um, follow-up question. What was R.J. Barrett giving the Knicks late in that game? The thing is, because of who they have on the floor, right? It's you know they, they have length with their wings. Right, so and you're going to be doing some switching, and so you're trying to match up that way. Yeah, so he he's he's basically trying to circumvent uh, admitting that he made a mistake, and I understand uh, why you would go defense there, just big picture. But you were on offense. You were down seven points. You need you need guys who can put the the ball in the hoop and quickly had been doing that all night. I'm also curious because uh, Anthony brought curious this, or mind boggled. Uh, curious, okay. Because Anthony brought this up a couple of days ago. His minutes from last year are down. Why is he playing fewer minutes? It's not like you can say quickly's minutes. Yeah, quickly's minutes are down from last year. He he's been just as good as he was. He's one of your best three point shooters. He's an energy guy, and I get the size works against him. But for his size, I think he plays really good perimeter defense, and it, it feels like the Knicks do very well when he's on the floor. Why are why are his minutes down? They're down from about twenty seven, twenty eight minutes a game to like twenty four minutes a game. That's kind of significant for a bench player. There's a couple of reasons for that. One we've already discussed, which is the different personnel on the Knicks this year. There's more guys in the rotation that play guard positions. You basically took out a big in Obi Toppin, who quickly was not competing for minutes with at all, and replaced him with Dante DiVincenzo. So again, you go through the rotation, and this is the thing about Tom Thibodeau, and some people don't like this about him, but also I think one of the positives about the Knicks and the reason they're 17 and 13 and a playoff team is their consistency. This group has been together for the most part now for three years and you know what the rotation is. And at the end of games, and this is where the minutes differentiates, you have your point guard on the floor in Brunson and you have Julius Randle on the floor and you always have a center, whether it's Mitchell Robinson or Isaiah Hartenstein. 
Okay, so that leaves two extra spots to divvy up among Hart. And you want Hart out there. Hart's usually out there. He's clutch. So a lot of, and, and for defense. So yeah. a lot of times now there's one spot for DiVincenzo, Quickly, Barrett, and even Quentin Grimes. And I think of those guys um, right now, it should be between DiVincenzo and Quickly. You know, this also speaks to a, a, a bigger problem. How much more valuable would it be if you could trust Randall at the five and just go with a, with a smaller lineup where you can have Hart out there playing the four and, and under, severely undersized four, but Randall at center, Hart out there at the four, Brunson, of course, and then quickly and Dante DiVincenzo. See, you can get away with Hart as the backup power forward at his size when you have a center out there. But when you downsize at center to Randall at 6'9". Because he's not a rim protector. And then you downsize at power forward to Hart, who plays a lot bigger than he is, but he's still only 6'4". We were in Brooklyn a little more than a week ago, the last game of that five-game road trip when the Knicks handily beat the Nets. And Hartenstein took a shot to the mouth. Yeah, Had to run back to the locker room. Taj Gibson came in. I think he got into foul trouble. Tom Thibodeau tried, for the first time this year that I could remember, the Randall at center lineup. And within the first 30 seconds, Dayron Sharp grabbed two offensive rebounds. Randall fouled him both times. And then we actually saw Monica and I, we were right above the Knicks bench. Hartenstein ran out of the tunnel <laughs> and literally ran right to the scorer's table to yeah, check back know, into the game. It was time to come back in. And, uh, last night, uh, we should point out, uh, we knew we were going to miss him, but Mitchell Robinson, uh, we saw his impact severely missed last night where Oklahoma City, I mean, it was just like a, fest, uh, a festive at the rim. It was a party. How many at points the in the paint? Sixty-two points in the paint, which is not happening with with Mitchell Robinson on the floor because he's a a deter. He's gonna either block shots or have you thinking twice about going in there because of his presence. And the Knicks just don't have that right now. But yeah, it's it, it it's a problem that they have too many guards. You got to get another wing. Well, it's a problem size. for the individual players if yeah. they're looking for a minute. It's not a problem for the team because it's working. No, I'm not saying it's a... It's I, a problem for quickly Barrett, yes. DiVincenzo, Grimes, Too many of these Hart. guys competing for, for spots that more of them deserve. Like, you, Hart deserves to be in there in crunch time. DiVincenzo, he's been hot from three. He's your best three-point shooter. You want to have him there in crunch time quickly. He deserves to be in there in crunch time, but you also need a big. And, you and there's nights that Barrett deserves to be in there in crunch time. Yeah, more nice, more often than not, he deserves to be on the bench. But uh, Brunson and Randall, we know, are the staples in the and a center, and he'll time. always yeah. have a center on the floor. So you know, having that wing, having some more size in the interior, is, is what this Knicks team has to look at at the trade deadline because you're not going to keep this roster as is. One you got to make some upgrades. One more thing. Well, first and foremost, you're going to need a backup center to Hartenstein. Yeah. Um, whether it's Jericho Sims or somebody to replace him. One more factor with Quickly's minutes. Last year, he averaged 28.9 minutes. This year, 23.9. Remember, late in the season, he started a lot. He Brunson started, was yeah. all banged up. He so his minutes, yes, his minutes were elevated. So maybe it's skewed. He started 21 games last season. He hasn't started a game yet this year. When you start, you play a lot more minutes. Let's go back to the phones. Let's uh, Let's go to Ray in Brooklyn. Ray, how you doing? Yeah, gentlemen, I'm good. Um, how are you, gentlemen, today? By the way, we're great. Thanks, Ray. Doing great, man. Happy holidays awesome. to you and the family. Likewise, man. I appreciate that, Ty. Thank you so much. 
So listen, I wanted to discuss the Knicks because you guys have both made like some really good points. Um, the only thing is that I disagree a little bit about like the, um, you know, yesterday. It's a little bit hard to evaluate the Knicks right now without Mitch Robinson. I know that all the moronic Knicks fans were calling for the Knicks to get rid of him last year because they say he's a zero on offense. But the numbers don't lie. This is a totally different team when he's not on the court. Last year, the Knicks were 12 and 12. And then that rating was a positive, like, six with him on the court. And it was uh, basically, you know, they were basically, like, breaking even when he wasn't there. So this year, too, you know, it's a tough game on the road. I'm not going to kill them too much because I don't think it was a lack of effort. I know you didn't get the start that you wanted, but if it was a lack of effort, they wouldn't have tied that game, you know, and fought hard. So I saw the fight. Um, I just think it's we have to factor in that when you lose a Mitchell Robinson, it's going to look like that. We have to replace him. We're a very good team with him there. We're an average team without him. And so, you know, when we're like uh, – you know, when we're criticizing or evaluating Knicks, that's important. It takes a lot of depth. The Knicks were very strong at center. Now they're weak. Yeah. So, you know, one of the, yeah, one of, the, one of their strong suits was the depth at center, and now they have zero depth at center, and they don't even have a legitimate one. Hardenstein is a great backup. Yeah, he's, he's not, not a starter. A starter. Yeah, Ty, listen, he's not going to provide that. You know that protection for the rim. I do want to propose a trade, and um, if you guys oh, would I allow, these. I don't want to. When call is proposed, trade, trade season is here. These are usually the Fire best up the proposed trade trades. When, yeah, when gentlemen, look, look, let's I, do it. I know people are, yeah, people are beating down the floor. Hartenstein, Hartenstein for <laughs> Anthony Davis. Who says no? I, sign me up. <laughs> what do you got? What do you got, um, Ray? <laughs> yeah. So I got, look, everybody has beaten this Donovan Mitchell thing down, right? And I hate to beat that fool in a horse, so to speak. But he, um, it makes sense, right? I, um, because of the fact that the disparity between him and RJ is pretty significant, bigger than I thought. And RJ is not a good fit for this team because if you have Randall pounding the ball, you need a, a knockdown shooter. So that's why RJ's uh, shooting percentage is going to be consistently low because if you got somebody pounding the, the ball down... So what's and, the trade? And, and, Give us know, the so, trade, Ray. Well, Donovan Mitchell for... Uh, for R.J. Barrett, you can give him Grimes and like two first-round picks. The the price is not yesterday's price is not today's price. You know what I'm saying? He's only got one year left. He's, He's got right one year that. left. He's miserable there. They know it. And look, this is what you could do with the starting lineup to combat the fact that that he's short. Because I know you guys are going to criticize the 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 you know the 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 shortness of the backcourt. So you you start. You, uh, you start hard. He's going to provide you, you know, the extra rebounding, that defense. Um, you know, you got quickly off the bench still because you're not giving him up in that trade. Um, and then you you, you got DiVincenzo off the bench. So, like, you know, the, the depth is still there. And then maybe you can pick up, like, somebody to hold down a four for, for, uh, for Mitch Robinson, Capella. If you had, like, something like that, I mean, the Knicks are automatically entitled in, in contention. Like, Well, if Mitchell is there... Then yeah, they're a lot closer to title contention. You're going to be competing with the Nets for his services because the Nets got a bunch of you know they got four first round picks from the Suns, they do. including their own first round picks and some expiring contracts. But here's the thing with Mitchell, where he doesn't have a no trade clause, okay, but what he can do is put pressure on that team. Sure, I'm so not going to resign. Exactly yeah. right. Now I I think he would probably resign with Brooklyn. I think he wants to be in New York, and he obviously wants to be with the Knicks, but he's from New York. 
fortunately for him, he's from a city in an area that has two NBA teams. Using air quotes here. <laughs> You've been taking shots at the Nets all show. What's up with that? All show, all Nick week. Boy. All week. Well, Nick boy. What are you doing here, man? The, the Net fans should not feel discriminated against. The first one that is compelled to call. one 800 919 Yo, we're the Net fans at, so we can shut these hosts up who claim that uh, you guys don't exist. Yeah. We want to hear from some Nets fans. Please. Let's go to Dave in the car. Hey, Dave. Hey, thanks, guys. Um, you know... I'll say something about the Nets in a minute. My initial question was uh, was proposal for a trade with the Knicks, uh, was for the Knicks. That was my first my first bullet. I, if if the Knicks, even if they're healthy, the Knicks aren't winning a championship. They'll be formidable. They'll be the other Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference. Okay, but I think. What they're in danger, what's in danger of happening right now with the Knicks is they have a star guard. They have a guy who has built himself up. He knows what it takes, and as long as he's healthy, he's unlocked his talent. He's made players around him better. I love Randall. He's a grinder. You need a star. They need to take a chance with Zion, and here's why. Here's my rationale. You're giving your star player a very talented young player that he can work with and unlock. There's no one athletically on the level of the Knicks that can compare to Zion. And for that matter, many other players in the Eastern Conference. He's unique. He's got issues off the court, but if he comes to New York and we can sell him on the organization, I feel as a basketball player, he'll be locked in. So just ask yourself one question, okay? If you know you're not going to win the championship, if you know you're going to be just a team battling and grinding and you're just putting all the weight on one guard, what is it? Why wouldn't you want to go for Zion? What's the knock? Because he's going to ball differently in New York. He's going to ball differently here. His body, his attitude, it will adjust coming to New York because he knows he will be officially on the world stage. Let me know your thoughts. It still makes me nervous. I mean, Zion, I agree. I I would trade for Zion if that was a possibility. But you're going to hold your breath like we talk about with Aaron Rodgers next year. Every time he drops back to pass, you're going to hold his breath at his Achilles or something holds up. You go Zion. Zion. You're going to hold your breath. You go Zion. You don't go Zion. It is Zion. You don't go Zion. Well, no, that's incorrect. So I go Zion. Oh, is it, it is, really yes. Zion? Everyone yes. says Zion. Correct. Zion. Everyone's wrong. Really? You yeah. you had a conversation with him face to face when he came into the league. There was a conversation about the proper way to pronounce his name. It's Zion. It sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we do a little research you know, on <laughs> on this side of the studio. I would take him. There are some red flags there, of course. When, when any, anytime you see the report come out that he's got some uh, weight clauses in his contract, and and they're you know ferociously trying to convince him to to get a personal chef to clean up his diet, uh, that's going to cause you to have some reservations. But at, it's a no pun intended, a slam dunk. If that guy becomes available, you do everything in your power to bring him here, and with the focus on trying to get the best version. Best version of him because you know once he gets his body into shape, then you can uh, hope that he's gonna uh, get away from all these injuries and become what he's destined to be, and that's one of the best players in the league. He's been out of shape this year. He was widely criticized for looking out of shape in the semifinals of the in season tournament in Las Vegas. He's got like detrimentally horny uh, issues. <laughs> 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 
If that disqualifies you from playing in the no, NBA, then I feel like we'd have a very no, boring product to watch. No, it doesn't disqualify you, but you, you don't want to bring that those shenanigans to New York City where it's going to be further highlighted and illuminated, like your personal business. Despite, le, le, despite his physical appearance, he's averaging 22 points a game, and he's been healthy this year. Yeah. He's played 25 games, and he's playing 30 minutes a game. I've been told that once you average 19 points a game, you're a superstar. <laughs> so uh, there you go, Zion or Zion. What did you, you say? Zion. Zion. Yeah, that's his name. There you go. How do you pronounce RJ? RJ. All right, so you're one for two. <laughs> Come into Mercedes-Benz of New Rochelle for incredible offers and exceptional service. Now through January 2nd, do not miss great offers like two years of complimentary prepaid maintenance and new lease and finance incentives on 2023 E-classes and 2024 GLEs. Large selection of new and pre-owned cars available for immediate delivery and special lease incentives available on all electric cars, including a $7,500 lease bonus and new at-home or at-work mobile service is available to local customers. Let them come to you for many routine service items. Call to schedule, stop by their showroom, or visit them online at mbnewrochelle.com. Mercedes-Benz of New Rochelle, proud member of the Pepe Auto Group, the name you've trusted since 1968. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy, hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it's game time brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Only one of the locals in action tonight, Ty. It is your New York Jets yeah, in man. Cleveland. 8-15 kickoff from Cleveland Browns Stadium. The Browns are are 10-5. They're 7-1 at home. They've never won eight home games in a season before. That's an of amazing course. It, it is, but you know we've only gone to the 17-game yeah. schedule a couple of years ago. And it's also the Cleveland Browns that we're talking about. 
Uh, Jets are six and nine, two games to go, both on the road tonight, and then they wrap things up a week from Sunday in New England against the Patriots. So that one starts at eight fifteen. Of course, pregame coverage right after us. Dan Grassa, Greg Buttle. Just spoke to Greg. He's fired up for tonight. Uh, that begins right here at six fifteen. On ESPN New York. That's game time. Brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. During the big games this season, enjoy a Tullamore Dew, the original triple blended, triple distilled, and triple cask matured Irish whiskey. Remember, when it's game time, it's Tully time. Please enjoy responsibly. I want the records to reflect and to show that we did get Nets calls. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, they were not patient enough to wait through the break. But we did have about three or four Net fans call in because I said I wanted to hear from y'all. Tired of, of the disrespect, the blatant disrespect, especially from, from those uh, Coming from sitting me. in the seat next to me. Uh, but they did call up, and they're hitting us up on Twitter. Well, Anthony had a good correlation to describe how long they hung in there. Anthony, did you not? Oh, man. On the spot. I did, about as long as the big three. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good line. That's good, right? You see, he's warm enough so to I was gonna, I was going to deliver it and steal it, but I'm like, you know what? It's such a good line. you got to let him deliver it. That's that a good guy. That happens all the time, because I remember my days as a producer where I would feed stuff into people's yep. ears, and they would just say it. Thank it's you like yourself. you are ghostwriting their jokes. Yeah. <laughs> it's Anthony's line. Or their lines. Listen, sitting next to you, i got enough good lines. <laughs> I could give him his. I gave you a whooping in that three o'clock hour. Make sure you guys go check out the podcast. <laughs> Please do. TMKS. ESPN, Ty D. Butler, Pat O'Keefe, 12, man. I waxed him. And waxed we still him. haven't even gotten to the MJ LeBron stuff. Oh, my goodness. We, haven't gotten we got one to day that. together left. I don't know. Tomorrow. Are we breaking down a, a nice Jets win? Oh, wouldn't that be something? Fans would be annoyed. Or a virtuoso Joe Flacco performance. Here's tomorrow's open to the show. Joe Flacco, Hall of Famer or not? Ooh. No, not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get a couple more calls in. Let's go to uh, Jesus in Brooklyn. Jesus, what's up? Hey, how you doing, guys? First time calling. What up, Jesus? Um, how you doing? I'm a big fan, man, but I'm really upset <laughs> that um, you're disparaging RJ, man. Last year in the playoffs, he definitely was our second best player. And quickly, great. But if you remember in that Miami series, he couldn't hit a bucket down south in, in South Beach. Quickly also got hurt in that heat. He wasn't series. good before he got hurt. He wasn't good, but I mean, in either series, do we do we sometimes overrate what RJ did in the playoffs last year? No, no. he averaged nineteen points a game. But look at the scoring, I mean, commensurate to where the scoring is. The scoring was in the nineties. That was the lowest scoring series. Both of those. I were. know, but I, I think sometimes we get caught up in the highs of it. There were some lows as well. The first two games against the Cavs, there was a game six against Miami where he was a complete no show. So yes, I give him credit for what he did in playoffs last year. It was awesome to see what he looks like at his height, but. Uh, it's not hating on him. I'm I'm just forced to give you the analysis based on what I watched. Look, his you know, performance. Jesus, go ahead. Sorry, and then, like, for example, this season, when he's doing well, he always gets subbed out. I mean, I get it. It's part of the rotation. But there's times that Julius is doing not, like, he's not doing that well. He's not playing great. And they put him in. Yeah, but Jesus, Julius is playing a position that nobody else on the roster plays. His spot's as secure as anyone's. Except for Jalen Brunson. Tibbs was asked about this last night, about his... And we've been talking about this. I mean, it's a simple math problem. you got five guys on the floor, and you've got three positions spoken for with Julius, Jalen, and the center. So you have five other guys fighting for two spots. Tibbs was asked about his substitutions. Sometimes it's how you're matching up. 
you know. So I think that, that when you look at our numbers, our, our clutch numbers, offensive rating, defensive rating, net rating, you look at our fourth quarter numbers, offensive rating, defensive rating, net rating, I think those things are important. So, um, you know, we have good players. And so, as I said, you, you can't play everyone. So, and you're asking everyone to sacrifice. Matchups dictate substitutions. It just happens that last night's substitution with four minutes left, putting R.J. Barrett back in, who was already not having a good game, for Emmanuel Quickly, who was having a very good game, was, what's the word I'm looking for? I was curious. Don't say curious. Be honest for once. Uh, It was a bad decision. And it's also one of the toughest things for a head coach to figure out, like that late game closing lineup. Because do you ride the hot hand? Do you have uh, one that and you, you also go have to, to factor- every single uh, every single time there's a, a crunch situation, a clutch situation? It's it's difficult to figure out. You also have to factor in the long run, the big picture of your team. You can't if you you need R.J. Barrett. You need him. You need a nine-man rotation. So whether he's in your starting lineup or, as you're proposing, coming off the bench, you can't lose a guy because of a substitution in one game. You can't bury a guy on the bench. No, I'm not saying to bury him. But that's part of what factors into these difficult decisions that the coaches make. Last night, Tom Thibodeau's probably looking at that situation. And I'm not defending the decision to take quickly out for Barrett. I don't think that was the right decision. But he's pro- he could be looking at that situation saying, if I keep RJ on the bench for the entire fourth quarter, it's going to turn into a huge story. They were probably not oh, going... Man. Try they to were win the game. Not- Dude, try to win the try game. Try to win the game. you got to... Listen, there's a lot Let's of things that go game. into running an organization I and coaching a team. That, but come there's on, There's a man. lot of it's... factors that go into these decisions. Man, cut it out. You're they were down to win by seven points game. with four minutes to go. Were they going to win the game if they kept quickly in? You think that... Pat, you need to lose Pat, one of your top three Pat, players. You need you, to lose one of your top you three players. You sound insane. You think that in that moment where Tom Thibodeau feels like he could win a basketball How game. How does he feel like he could a, win a basketball game? Nothing was working all night. There was four minutes to go, and they were losing by seven points. So you thought that at that moment he felt like the game was over? So why didn't he take Brunton and Randall out? No, I told you that I don't agree with the decision okay. to take out R.J. So Barrett for Emmanuel is, quickly. If you would allow me to finish, you think... That with the game hanging in the balance, the the Knicks went down 17, but they had battled back, fought back. In the moment where they're down seven points, where there's so much three-point shooting variance that you're never out of a game. You're down seven with four minutes left to go in a game. He's making a substitution because he's thinking that if RJ sits on the bench for an entirety of the fourth quarter, it becomes a big story? That's ridiculous. I'm saying that could have factored into his decision-making. It shouldn't. When you're as a head coach with a lot of responsibilities looking at the long-term big picture for your team. The priority in that situation is to win the game. And he said it. You're it's about looking lineups. At this. It's you're, about matchups. But you're it's not looking about at narratives. this strictly from an offensive perspective. You put Emmanuel quickly in that game or you keep him in that game. And then on the other end of the floor, who's he guarding? You've still got to stop this other team that has been killing you on the wings all night long. Yes, it's not as simple as looking at with, the shooting percentage of one night and, and there's your decision. So you agree with the decision? No, I don't. So why are you screaming about there it? There are factors that go into <laughs> the making these decisions. I'm proposing a couple, and you're acting like they're my decisions, and they're my reasons for benching him. <laughs> but you agree with me. I don't agree with you. I disagree with the decision. Agreeing with you would be foolhardy. Let's okay. go to Jose with Brooklyn and see who he agrees with. 
Hey, good afternoon, Jai and Pat. Shout out to the company. <laughs> you guys are having a great, great talk. And it's good to actually talk about winning a winning team and, you know, talk about, you know, issues that actually matter rather than two crappy football teams that no one cares about. But you know, let me just stop there. You care about um, them so, because every day you're in my mentions talking about the Jets. So cut it oh, out, yeah, Jose. That is true. <laughs> Uh, so here's the, the situation because I, I I I do agree with Pat with Pat on you know the overall point because you know to me I've always had the same issues and Pat's known this you know I'm not one of those fire Thibodeau people but when it comes to substitutions and when it comes to a little bit of the offensive you know game planning and how it kind of looks there's sometimes where I feel like Tips leaves a little bit desired. And I do agree with uh, you, Ty, that quickly should have been left in, in, in that situation with, with him being the hot hand. And that's kind of my situation with, you know, Tibbs. There's been plenty of situations, which, Pat, you know, where, you know, R.J. Barrett will have a great third quarter and have 17 points, and then all of a sudden you will not see him again in that fourth quarter. Which And, and it would be confounding, and, and people would say it was for the defensive metrics, and then they would lose the ball. They would, they, they would lose the ball game based off of turnovers and everything else that came along with it that played the Knicks. So, you know, it's a situation where Tibbs would, damned if he didn't damned if he if he if he did because the size that OKC was offering it it, it was going to be an issue to stop on the other end but I I, I, it's one of those things where to me I I, I just don't agree with you know all of a sudden just sitting sitting someone down just because I thought he was going to say he doesn't agree with Ty Oh no! I, oh no! I don't agree with Ty with 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 with, with the sitting down of RJ RJ prematurely. I, I just don't. I, don't I think it's premature. I, think, I it think it's a conversation that at 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 worst case needs to be examined and entertained. And the reason why there is such a hesitancy sometimes for the fan base to to you know be honest about what they're watching is because you have an allegiance to the homegrown player. We see it with Yankees, the Mets, Jets, Giants. When you draft a guy, there's that allegiance that you can't just shake. Whereas, whereas if he was just a free agent and you saw that yeah he's struggling the last two months, maybe we should start bringing him off the bench in favor of a guy who's been clearly better. That would be uh, more accurate. That would be more reasonable, but since he's you know you have such a, a strong pull on this guy, uh, it's hard to come to grips with that. Who drafted quickly? The Knicks. Oh, I think they did. Yeah. Yeah. So he's also a homegrown player. Yeah, but how does that refute anything that I just said? But you saying that there's an allegiance to R.J. Barrett to have I said that when spot it comes to when it no not he's a homegrown this, no, player. This guy does he's not listening to me. I didn't say when it comes to the starting lineup. I said when it comes to or criticizing. Just no, cri- when it comes to the fan base criticizing him. It's hard to criticize a guy that's homegrown. We've seen it with with all these teams. That's what I'm saying. I, not not anything about the starting lineup. I'm Quick, just talking about criticism. Yeah, and that's fair. And that goes across all sports, and has always been the case. Quickly for Barrett, though, it's not they're they're not playing the same position. No, they're not. So plucking R.J. Barrett out and putting Emmanuel quickly in this is a game by game scenario. We're talking about this coming off of a game in which quickly was hot, got taken out late, and R.J. didn't have a good game. Two games ago, R.J. Barrett had a great first quarter and helped the Knicks get out to a nine point lead. 
after the first quarter against the Bucs, which is one of the biggest reasons why they were able to win that game. It's a game-by-game scenario. And like we have discussed, it is not an easy decision. It's probably his most difficult decision as a head coach right now. I don't I just don't think it's crazy to suggest that a guy who in your mind has struggled the last 6 weeks of the season, who over the course of 5 years has shown little to no consistency, entertaining bringing him off the bench and seeing what that does for your lineup. And it's not hitting a panic button. I, I I'm not overreacting to losing an OKC. They've got the fifth best record in basketball. They're 12 and 5 at home. They've got an excellent young trio. They're going to be a difficult out for any Western Conference opponent, including the defending champion Nuggets. Uh, So I'm not saying it's a bad loss from that perspective. I'm just looking at how the game played out and what we've seen from this guy the last six weeks. I don't think it's crazy to think maybe we bring him off the bench to see if that fixes things. But we did this show together. This is our third day together, right? So we did Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We did Tuesday's show together. Why weren't you calling for R.J. Barrett to come off the bench on Tuesday after he scored 21 against Milwaukee on Christmas? Well, it's not about just one game. It's not about just yesterday. It's an extended period of time. And yesterday, to me... But you're, you're I, bringing this up after he had a bad game. Yes. And in concert, quickly was awesome. So I think quickly should be starting. Because quickly has been awesome but you, all you're, season But you're saying long. that after last night's game. Yes, quickly has been awesome But you're not reacting to one game. No, it's okay. six weeks. Just want to be clear. If he had been playing great for okay. the entire it's, season. So it's a coincidence that you're bringing this up today. It's not a coincidence. I, I've been the most critical person of R.J. Barrett. So you haven't People, wanted him to start this entire time. You can't time. simultaneously rip me for being an R.J. Barrett hater and say, oh, you're just overreacting to one game. I've been consistent. So you wanted on the record that your consistency has been there in terms of being an R.J. Barrett hater. Not a hater. I've okay. been critical of him. Okay, an R.J. Barrett critic. Yes. You, you just want that known. Or accurate. I, I, I am the, I am. You're an accurate, accurate critic. My, yes, I'm accurate As opposed accurate to the in inaccurate assessment. critics. No, as opposed to the homer that's sitting next to me. So do you want more credit <laughs> for your criticism or for your accuracy? What are you looking for? I don't I don't need credit. I, I, I need to be understood. And don't put words in my mouth. I'm just trying to understand what you're throwing at me, buddy. It's hard for you to comprehend what I'm saying. That a guy who's been struggling the last six weeks might you might be best suited to come off the bench. That's hard for your basketball savvy brain to figure out. Third leading scorer on the oh, team. Here we go. Size on the perimeter, so you don't start a backcourt okay. of three Lilliputians, as the great Walt Clyde Frazier would all, say. You have it all figured out. Nobody has it all figured out. <laughs> I mean, sitting next to you. You have it all figured out. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. LeBron's the fifth best player ever. Come on. Did I say that on the yeah, air? Yeah, you did. Okay. And it was probably the most embarrassing moment of your career. Where do I sign my name to that? <laughs> fifth most, fifth player all time. Happy holidays from Bay Ridge Mazda. They have over 200 new vehicles marked to move. Take advantage of 0% APR financing, no payments for 90 days, and prices below MSRP across their entire selection. And every new Mazda comes with one-year free oil changes and a free tire rotation. Visit them during the season of Inspiration Sales Event at 9000 4th Avenue in Brooklyn or online at BayRidgeMazda.com. Available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. Must take same-day delivery. MSRP discounts not available on future or pre-sold inventory. See dealer for details. Ends 1-2-2024. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. The Point God. You have made no good points, Peter. You're so right, Michael. I think you made some salient points. Yeah, because you're an ass. 
Yeah, I'd be surprised if he played next week in New England. I just have the feeling that he probably just wants to end it right now. I don't think there's uh, any reason for him to go out there. And I think from a Jet perspective, they probably don't want him to go out there because, you know, his last full game performance, which was that Houston game, he played the best game of his career. And what little trade value he has probably was enhanced a little bit by that performance. And so I think from a Jet perspective, I do believe they're going to trade him in the offseason. They're not going to get much. I would say a sixth round pick, maybe a fifth. But I think to go put him out there in the last game of the year against New England, I think it could only hurt his trade value. New England's still got a good defense in spite of all their struggles this year. I just think Zach's checked out. I really do. I'll just be blunt about it. I think after the beating he took in that Miami game, given the state of the Jets' offensive line, I think neither side wants to put him out there. And I do believe he'll be playing elsewhere next year as a backup. Now, I learned a lot there from Rich Samini. That was from our conversation in the 4 o'clock hour. You know what else I learned? What's that? That uh, Anthony and Jacob want no part of our debate today. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I learned just now? They're very calculated. Because uh, if you're doing the math, yeah. I, of course, you know, not a shocker to anyone because I do this. One point got the first day yes. uh, of this iteration of the K show. Yes. You win yesterday. I did. Uh, Rich Samini wins today. That's right. And now it sets up for a Ooh, showdown tomorrow. All the marbles. So they're like head coaches. <laughs> they're like head coaches. They want to keep us locked in. You could say game three was the most important game of this series. <laughs> <laughs> they want to keep us locked in and ready to roll tomorrow. Keep us engaged. We got a couple more minutes till ENN. Yep, we do. Anthony is warming up his right arm. And we got to make sure we break on time because I want to maximize the ENN That's right. It's going to be an abbreviated version because we're off the air by 610. We're only going to get 10 minutes of How's 611? How about we do that? I guess we could do that. Let's do it. Let's get a quick call in here. Uh, Dominic in North Arlington. Hey, Dom. Hey, how you doing, guys? We're good. We're good. Good. Well, uh, sorry to say this, but I, I agree with Ty. On why the situation why with are you RJ, sorry, RJ Dominic? Barrett. Don't be sorry to be right. Don't ever apologize for being on the right side. Don't ever apologize for being on the right side of history. It's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, the reason the reason why I called is that how you guys were talking about the substitutes last night with the Knicks. I'm I'm a huge Celtic fan, and you didn't talk about the Nets game last night. Mm. How poorly that game was coached. How do you bench two of your starters three quarters of the game when you had a chance to actually win that game last night? That made no sense to me. It's bizarre. It's embarrassing. I mean, it's I, embarrassing I, for the league. It, it, it really is. And then, and appreciate the I mean, call, it, Dominic. And they started uh, Mikael Bridges because he had only, that, this that streak. streak. You know what? It's a Fugazi streak. Play. It, it was a Fugazi streak when he took the foul four seconds into the game, the last game of the season. Once you do yeah. that, the streak is off. But it's a, it's an embarrassment, and there's no explanation for it. Well, Jock Vaughn was asked for an explanation after the game last night. You know, it's the great thing about this game is these dudes that play 450 of them, they're special. And it's pretty special to be an NBA player. And I treat I, them you such. Know what? I don't agree I'm, with garbage yeah. time. Can we? Can I we? Said, enough. That, that, just seriously? Cause, just because you talk with passion and use all he's these, a good like, guy. Jock's motive. a good dude. No, but just because you, and I'm not discrediting that. Um, just no. because you talk with passion. Because I heard this quote, and you use these motivational cliches. It's not going to distract us from the fact that what you did yesterday was was a total embarrassment to the organization and to the league. 
I, I checked in on that game. It was like 84-84 It was in the a tie game quarter. in the third quarter. Then they got waxed by 22. You're just punting on regular season games? Knowing that you're going to be, it's going to be a fight for you to get into the playoffs. That's what you're doing because you knew you weren't going to have a good chance. But that's of weak. beating the Bucks. That's 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 weak. Yeah, you almost lost to the to the Pistons. Yes, you did. You followed that up by punting on a game against the Bucks because you didn't feel like you would be competitive. Royce Royce O'Neal played ten minutes. Mikkel Bridges played twelve minutes. Cam Thomas played 12 minutes, and Dayron Sh- Cam Thomas, he's he's what, in his third year in the league? Yeah. He's their leading scorer. By the way, you ruined his scoring average last night. He's yeah, averaging he like played. 24 a game. He played, and he scored eight points. Cam 24 Thomas- 24 a game. He's a superstar. Cam All you got to do is meet the 19-point-per-game threshold, and then you're a Hall of Famer. Cam Thomas is a guy who was begging to be freed a year ago. It's his third year in the league. You think this guy needs a break? Yeah. No. It's a bad look. And then that was not even counting the guys they didn't even play. Nick, I wonder what, if the Nick NBA Claxton is going to look play. into this and find them. Yeah, they think they're like circumventing. Load management? Yeah. But they still rested Spencer Dinwiddie. Here's the problem with the Nets. I'm sorry, but the Nets roster doesn't have a single player on it worth load managing. <laughs> 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 Which, I mean... Except I, for Ben Simmons. I ride. And, and he's got load management covered for everybody. I ride for the Nets fans. I, I I try to give them some love just because they get uh, marginalized in, in this town. But that last night was was not a good showing from your organization. You you can't be on this climb to you know trying to have relevancy and doing that garbage uh, like what you did. And your head coach just sounded like a, a before. We had trying to get to out of that cut. Come into Mercedes-Benz of New Rochelle for incredible offers and exceptional service. Now through January 2nd, do not miss great offers like two years of complimentary prepaid maintenance and new lease and finance incentives on 2023 E-Classes and 2024 GLEs. Special lease incentives available on all electric cars. $7,500 lease bonus. Plus, they have a large selection of new and pre-owned cars available for immediate delivery. MB New Rochelle has new at-home or at-work mobile service available to our local customers anytime. Let them come to you from any routine service items. Call to schedule. Stop by their showroom or visit them online at mbnewrochelle.com. Mercedes-Benz and New Rochelle, proud member of the Pepe Auto Group, the name you've trusted since 1968. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoons starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.